One thing I can tell you is that it's easy for someone to say they told you so. It's hard for a person to admit when somebody's right. No, no way, no stretch of form am I saying I am right. But you saw the debacle with Antonio Brown. And for him to pop up the next night, or the same, it was the same night, actually, at a Nets game, Brooklyn Nets game, to support KD. Say, basically, he pulled up on KD on social media. Bro, uh, he's doing this shit as if, basically, for one, as I stated, he didn't give a fuck. But for two, now... He's gonna keep mom on the situation and everybody's gonna throw in the mental health and all this and that. But I think he's being calculated with it. I think he's being calculated. But yeah, this is Bruh, Run That Clock the Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man. Representing BMG all day, a day. Going up on Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Wherever you stream or listen to music and or podcast, go ahead and hit that notification bell. You got a circle, man. We're about to huddle up. Second episode, well, third episode today. But I told you in the second episode about the Antonio Brown debacle, which everyone in the world now knows of. Everybody has glanced, had their position as judge, jury, executioner. Like the verdict's in on Antonio Brown, but for him to pop up, pop up the same day at a NBA game courtside, no doubt. Like now, the one thing I want to reiterate when I say that some people don't want to admit when some people are right, vice versa, give credit. I said this whole situation reeks. It reeks of a shut up nigga and run moment. Now. Like I say, I'm not a doctor. I just observe everything just like everyone else. Chime in with two pennies. But I, like, I even created a meme. But it was basically to gauge where people's minds kind of were. I didn't get a response. So I guess... It was like my dry humor just hit and miss, but it's cool. You know, people don't respond to my shit anyway like that, so it's cool. But I said, somebody ticked him off, said some shit to him. Whether this could have been his last year, 
or they were taking him out the game, or he was just crazy. That was the meme I posted now. Like I said, I wasn't posting it to poke, to poke at the situation. I'm trying to gauge basically the mentality of everybody else, but they're too busy speaking on their own social media platforms or whatever, or others, big heavy weight hitting blogs and podcasters. I, I get that. I'm not jealous about that. It's, it's no biggie. Like I said, we, we'll get there one day. But if you didn't have that notion in your mind that this could have been one of those moments where he's told, shut up, nigga, and get your ass out there and run. Now, they're saying the reports... You have numerous people saying numerous things about the bonus. Uh, he was hurt. Now, this is the thing. Keep in mind, we just had Alvin Kamara of my New Orleans Saints. When they put him on the COVID protocol and he stated that something was fishy. All of a sudden, his shit kind of got rescinded a little bit. And he got back on the field quicker than expected. Same thing with LeBron James in the NBA with the Lakers. They put him on the COVID protocol like November, I think, and he said something was fishy. Could have been the beginning of December. But when he stated and tweeted that something was fishy, something's up, that should have been red flags. That should have been red flags for the masters, the same masters that's running to the mass hysteria ploy of him being crazy or him in his past or him being a diva whatever opinion or adjective you want to place on him about the feelings that you have for him whether it's animosity whether it's disgust disbelief whatever you don't think in an atmosphere as this, he knows the severity of the consequences of his repercussions. After all, he has the media constantly reminded him that his coach said, hey, this is your last strike. You know that, right? Like he just blew up six, seven days ago, last week, last week's game, press conference. He blew up, per se because they're asking the same questions but they're trying to get to the same premise of basically all the bullshit your attitude on the field if you fuck up one more time you know you're gone you know your coach said he doesn't need a reminder of that really doesn't because he can turn on any social media platform and see it an ultimated plaster like a billboard in his life, turns on the news, sees the sports. Oh, they're bringing up a comment about what Bruce Arians said he'll do. They fuck up one more time. Looking at the YouTube, same thing. ESPN and all the sports outlets are gonna run with it. You being a sports athlete, sports figure, sports star. You're in the headlines as of late. So, yeah. 
as soon as they come to you, they're coming to you with the same question, just variation of ways. You can see how that shit would run them hot. But take into account the scenario I painted out in the second episode. Him saying or him basically going through the pregame routine. The plays that he was in the game. He was targeted five times. He could have tweaked the injury. Something could have happened. True enough, everybody said, oh, he was able to jog across the field. Hey, he didn't have a whole goddamn team chasing him either, and he didn't have the ball, now did he? What player you know runs down the field like that during the game, or runs during a play like that in the game? Yeah, he can jog off the field. He ain't got to exert that much power or force or plant hard to cut hard or shit like that he's jogging off the field but if he tells you he can't perform up to the standards of Tom Brady up to the expectations of his coach and after all you are Super Bowl champions if you can't perform up to that level and keep in mind he's a stickler for Keeping himself in shape now. If he's coming off an injury, he's a stickler for performing at a high level. Like he's no slouch. Like whether he's getting targeted or where they're fixed on him or he's double teamed or whatever. You can't help all that. That's part of the game. But when he's able to make plays, he's making plays. He's giving his all. So if he tell you, hey, coach, I can't go out here. I just fucked around and tweaked some. They may think you're lying now because, hey, keep in mind, you just lied about the vaccination card. So anything you say is going to be held against you at all times here on out, Antonio Brown. That's the thing they didn't tell him. So you come mid-game, the game done already started. They didn't see anything where the like you got hurt. But there are plays where guys celebrating and jumping up and down and gets hurt. Like it could have been walking back to the sideline. Jogging off the field from the plays where he was substituted out. He could have tweaked something. Or felt something. He tells the coach, I can't go back in, coach, because I know this is crucial. I know blah, blah, blah. I can't do it. I ain't going to be able to perform like you need me to, like I want to. Because he's trying to be great every time he goes out there, whether you give him that benefit of the doubt or not. So, but, you know, the clock is running now because Everybody's waiting on bated breath to see what he says. He already issued one kind of like tweet. There was another like cryptic tweet from somebody else on his behalf. I don't know if that's somebody that's familiar with him or anything or in his camp or anything, but brought up valid points about the incentive. Now, keep in mind, he knows what the fuck is going on as far as what he's doing. 
He knows his consequences. He knows his repercussions because the media is always reminding him. He knows he has a bonus incentive that he's trying to strike. He knows he loves money. He knows he's playing the game for money. So he's going to try to get his incentive. If he takes himself out the game just so he can, uh, you know, try to rest up for the last game of the season. Okay, hey, that's him trying to make a decision on his body and his performance. You say, no, get in there. He says, no, I can't go. You say, get your ass in there. Or basically, spade being a spade. You say, basically, shut up, nigga, run. That's what it boils down to now. For them technically not to have released him yet, like he's still on the wrestling. Now, as, as I'm sitting here taping this episode, I don't know. I haven't checked to see if they said anything else about him. All I know is like what everybody else knows is that he was at courtside of the Brooklyn Nets game. And, you know, that, that to me says a lot. That to me says to the powers that be for one, fuck you. Like, you can take this this job and shove it. Like I say, the NFL, they say they haven't issued any disciplinary actions towards him as far as kicking him out the league or none of that shit. I'm quite sure they're waiting on to see what the owner is going to say. Owner is paying them. Owner is cutting the check. So how is the owner going to respond? They're saying or leaning toward possibly suspension. Then saying conduct detrimental towards the team. And then waving them, releasing them like that. But if you do that, he still has the potential to join another team. And of course, now all of a sudden, one of the best landing spots or favorite or likely landing spot is the New Orleans Saints. Now, it's funny how, <laughs> you know, when you had this situation of leaving from the Raiders going to New England or even going from Pittsburgh to the Raiders for that matter. You bounce around like that. We were not a notion. Or a thought. Maybe it was respect for Michael Thomas. Maybe it was respect for the team and tech already as it is knowing that, you know, he was going to have to compete majorly and you already been fucking uh, problem so you know Sean Payton not finna let you come in here running shit and we already got shit intact we just can't get over that last little hump basically you know I could see that shit happening myself or Miami or Jacksonville some shit like that even though he's a Florida kid so Miami or Florida, yeah, I can see that. Business, this is a billion dollar business, and that shit is always gonna play 
its cards first and play out at hand first. So, say what you will or however you like it or whatever it is, but he will play football again. You also have the USFL coming, arena football and all that, Canadian football, so... He'll play football in some capacity again, I'm quite sure. But if he just wants to hang it up and be a rapper, hey, quite sure he'll be prosperous in that too. And seeing as though he's been a pro bowl caliber player damn near all of his career, except for the last few years with these last few change-ups of teams, he's made a pretty penny, so... I don't think he's on the verge of going broke yet. But, you know, if he's good about his money, who knows what he can do or what he's able to accomplish. Can't put nothing, can't put nothing past him. But hey, this is Bruh, Run That Clock, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, MBMT All Day. Stay tuned. This is Mike Mann of the Rapper Week TV the Podcast, representing BMG all day. Just want to say a quick thank you to all the supporters and listeners of the podcast. Currently going up in 75 cities and 30 states and 12 cities internationally. So just want to uh, take a moment to say thank you, appreciate it, and very grateful for those who have given me a little bit of their time uh, doing this podcast so going up to 75 cities 30 states in the US 7 countries worldwide 12 cities internationally so we thank you man whoa now rise the ground and go get it I am your host Mike Man host of the Rapper Week TV the podcast bringing you my next new entity is called Run That Clock. From a four point loss, two point loss, missed field goal, four interception game. It don't matter, bro, just run that clock. New sports show coming to you. Podcast available on YouTube and Spotify. Fuck with your boy. We out. You come back and see, well, what's fucked up to me is how, after all this shit is transpiring, you do a Google search. You type in A, and instantly it pops up Antonio Brown. Now, <laughs> like I say, society as a whole, the love of the drama, a stick for it. It's going to always be a motherfucking entity that, you know, I'm trying to use the big words to sound funny, but, you know, off jokes aside, 
like it just shows you how much everybody zeroes in on the drama now you type in a you'll see Antonio Brown news Antonio Brown meltdown Antonio Brown this and that now like I say the NFL suspends him now oh that was for his uh his COVID vaccination card. Now, let's see what they say as of late. It's, even though they're saying Terrell Owens is trying to take his spot on the Buccaneers, you know. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know. But, uh, outside surgeon confirmed linger ankle injury for Antonio Brown. One of the lingering mysteries regarding his situation, whether he refused to enter the game against the Jets due to a lingering ankle injury uh, via Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Brown indeed has a lingering ankle injury. Stroud reports that Brown visited with top surgeon outside of the team and the evaluation, including the MRI, confirmed that he has serious pain. The belief per Shroud is that Brown probably should have never been on the field to begin with on Saturday. Now, you take that shit into account. A doctor saying that. You take that into account. He was on the field. A few plays. Like see. People. Forgetting. Or. Tend to forget. A lot of the times. When we're watching these sports. Events. And these. Our favorite athletes. Performing. And all this. Whether we like them. Or vilify them. Or whatever. Forget one thing. That they're human beings too. They feel pain just like you. Like most of us can stump a toe on the bed or on the corner of the door or slam slam a finger in the door or some shit. Can you imagine 300 pound, 200 something pound guy coming down on your fingers or your hand, stepping on your ankle, rolling over the back of your leg when you're not looking? Pulling your face mask, turning your head all the way around, twisting and fucking up your neck. Like, we can lay in the bed and get a crook in the neck and the next day you out of commission. Some of us. Just imagine being on a football field where you got bodies slamming into your ass left and right. Sometimes blind inside. Like, come on, bro. Take that shit into consideration now. Fuck. <clears throat> Fuck his past. Like, yeah, we get that. And this could be almost like a boy called wolf type of moment. Because, you know, he, he done fucked up a couple of times already. But as soon as you say something, nobody believes you. And just says, hey, shut up, nigga, run the ball. Basically. Or run the plate. Get in there, even if you're not gonna get the ball, just get in there. If he tells you he's in pain or he did something to tweak the injury that he can't continue to go on because the pain is shooting. Like, nigga, you get a toothache or you get, like I say, slam a finger or a stump or a toe and that pain starts shooting. 
after a while, you, you just imagine you've been in an NFL game five plays already. Whether you caught the ball, whether you dove for the ball, got tackled when you did get the ball, tackled hard the way you got tackled, the way you hit the ground, motherfucker landed on top of you, came down on your hand, like all of that shit. But we talking about his ankle. 80% of this motherfucking game is using your feet. For most of them, 90%, 95%. So if you can't use an ankle, you only got two. And you got to have both of them in top condition to perform. So if I can't perform at shit, high school level, college level, let alone Super Bowl caliber NFL level. And I tell you, I can't go in you saying I'm refusing. What the fuck is that? See, I think Tom Brady said what the fuck he said because after you sit back and realize it from a business standpoint, they, I mean, whether Tom Brady makes calls as far as management wise or you know roster wise whether he has input still remains that this is business he's under a contract he's getting paid whether he blew up and that shit was unprofessional as it was still under contract still gotta pay him and uh I don't know but like I think what's probably going to end up happening this is going to be a distraction for them almost per se because now they have to continue to answer Antonio Brown questions Bruce Arians say he's no longer a buck and want to squash and leave it at that you know motherfuckers going to test the issue whether it's the other players who don't regularly get interviewed start constantly getting questions about Antonio Brown then your coaching staff constantly getting questions about him like it's gonna become a distraction I think Tom Brady might leave Tampa Bay after this because I think they're gonna be in kind of like a controversy it's like this scandal basically basically you see how 2022 kicking off January will be solidified as Antonio Brown month the energy displayed people gonna use that as memes use that as energy to give as far as moods like bro <laughs> it's wild that's society for you in a nutshell but hey that's the way of the world man now me personally like I say whether they say he's a buck or not he'll play in the NFL again because he's that good he's that great of a talent and of course it's a business for team is willing to sell out those dollars and deal with what comes with it they're gonna do it if it helps them win or gives them an advantage namely most of the teams that don't have wide receivers are, are in dire need of one so but uh yeah the Antonio Brown shit is <clears throat> about to get more spicy because soon as he addresses it and says whatever he says 
And seeing how the doctor said what he said, that, oh, yeah, he probably was in pain and probably shouldn't have been out there. But the team cleared him, i.e. some of the fishy shit, funny shit, because, hey, you got to call it what it is, bro. They're paying you millions of dollars. They're going to say at some point you're going to get that shut up nigga and run the ball moment. Here, you see how you're... Just normal everyday co-workers make you almost have to snap on them sometime. Or want to be supervisors. You see how you're almost about to flip on some of the people you work with. So just imagine million dollar industry. Somebody's going to say something to piss you off. To flip that switch. To have you going there zero to a hundred real quick in front of everybody, a hundred thousand people, let alone the world that's tuning in on TV. Got a hundred thousand lied almost. But man, this that shit, uh, this finna be a scandal. And they gonna have to release them if, you know, Officially, if that's what they're gonna do, if they're saying he's no longer a buck, and then the NFL basically making a decision off the back of Tampa Bay might say, Well, we're gonna kick him out of the league. Well, my thing is, how do you not discipline him if he represents the whole entity of the NFL? You don't issue no discipline until the team's here. So, the team don't say shit, then you ain't gonna say shit. Or if the team doesn't say shit, you might give some kind of lenient punishment or suspension or, you know, year layoff or some shit like that. Because that's what you know to do. But I don't think I don't think they should put him out all together because, hey, his grievance is going to be whether I ran across the field or not like I did. Nigga, I was in pain. And I had to hurry up and get out of there. If he's in pain and he's trying to hurry up and get out of there, yep. I have to make a statement. I have to prove a point to let you know I'm not bullshitting. That's what that was. That's all. That's what all the shirt tossing and uniform tossing. That, that's what that shit is about. Mental health doesn't have shit to do with it. Now, when his mental health does have something to do about it, you don't say nothing to recognize that. We don't press the issue then or address it. See, 22, this is going to be used as, as a scapegoat for a lot of scenarios, a lot of situations. So, you might as well get ready for that one. But, yeah, Doc says it's possibility he told him that and it was evident because he didn't practice now if he didn't practice you never know coach may want to run over a new play that was implemented in the playbook that hasn't been used all year like come on he just happened to be in on that play or when they call an audible switch it up then what when he fucks up oh that's gonna be topic for discussion 
So shit, don't do him that first. And especially if he's a human being and he has pain, just like everybody else. Already been in five plays. We coming off an ankle injury, and I just told you, hey, I can't go back in there. You don't believe him, hell, you, because you don't. You going back to the COVID card? That's what you thinking. Same as society. Oh, he's on. He could have played. Had he not played, finished, stayed on the sideline, uniform on, all that shit. Would have been topic of discussion. Why AD didn't play the rest of the game? Oh, now they say he had an ankle injury. Well, back in the day, they used to play through the injury. See, they tried to throw up that shit with the right ones, right? Problematic ones, problematic kind of history. Like him and Odell Beckham, T.O., they did it with him back in the day. Tried it with Randy Moss for a second. But all the deverish acting players. Don't say that about Tom Brady now. Keep in mind, it's a shut up a nigga run moment. He's saying, oh, you don't do that, that motherfucker like that. Even though he's the motherfucking captain of the team, the head of the motherfucking team, face of the franchise. You ain't doing him like that. If he said he can't play, you ain't gonna force him to go out there. Whether it's for a distraction or not, risk him. Because, keep in mind, he knows he has an incentive to hit, right? One more game to play next week. I just got in for five catches. Whether I caught him or not, whatever. But if I can get out the game, rest up for next week, and maybe hit my incentive then, he's probably going to ball out then to hit his incentive. So you can't tell me that, you know, his mental health comes into play. You can't jump on that bandwagon, you know, just because the whole world wants to lean on it now. You didn't lean on that back in Pittsburgh, especially after the Raiders debacle. That's when it should have been addressed. But, you know. Tomatoes, tomatoes, potatoes, potatoes. But hey, the clock is ticking. Run that clock, man. Run that clock now. We just concluded the 17th week of the NFL. And like I say, the story being Antonio Brown's meltdown or, for lack of a better phrase, his situational debacle. Being the main story... One thing that's getting overlooked is how my Saints are steady, you know, we steady matriculating down the field trying to get to the postseason. Me personally, we didn't have aspects, aspirations for it. We just, me personally, saying and stating, prophesizing almost, that Jameis Winston was going to have a great season. He was going to shock people. Now, shocking Lee, he got hurt like he did seven games in, but... You saw the interceptions. Everybody was focused in on that, thinking it was going to be what it was previously, his last start. But you were surprised. You were shocked by that. Had Jameis stayed 
this probably would be another conversation. Record would probably be better than it would. And we'll probably be in the playoffs already, but seeing how we had to go through a tandem of quarterbacks, COVID kicked our ass a lot this season, as it, it did the whole you know, world in all leagues. So, but we got the bat and the stick and the game we just recently played and lost. Uh, who was it? The, uh, I think the Jets. Whoever we played and lost. It was on the Monday night. They could have moved. Well, it was on the Tuesday night. Monday or Tuesday night. They could have moved that shit. Like they just moved the Jacksonville New England game or some shit. You know, nobody don't want to watch that shit. But, you know. We'll see. Uh, we got assistance from Atlanta losing last week. Uh, we got assistance from... Well, yeah, we got assistance from Minnesota losing and Washington losing last week, definitely. So, you know, with San Francisco being our only, you know, competition right now, uh, we needed the Vikings to lose against the Green Bay Packers the other night. They did so, and that kind of made shit brighten for us. But, you know, now they're saying we need basically the Rams to win, San Francisco to lose. And we have a spot now. Fucked up thing about it is potential teams we'll probably play. And this is my prophetic statement right now. We get in, we're playing the Rams or the Cowboys. Case closed. Run that clock. I'm your host, Mike Man, representing MBMG, going up on Spotify. We'll be airing a YouTube episode real soon, so stay tuned for that. And check out my episodes of Rapaway TV, the podcast, going up on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Same as, uh, bruh, Burnett Clock, they'll be going up on the same similar streaming services. So hit that notification button, you're notified when we have another one airing. Hey. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Stay sanitized. Stay dangerous. Stay out the way. Stay tuned for another episode. Bruh, run that clock. It's ticking on the clock. Your team in. And we're going to have a answer, a question and answer segment that you can tune in if you want to, you know, get your grievance off. Because I will be trash talking your team in the next few weeks. And well, in the next few days that matter of fact you better hope we don't get in the playoffs because if we do get in the playoffs it's on so if you got something you want to say hey i'm gonna leave the link down below where you can chime in or if you're on my facebook pages at rapper week tv the podcast or bro right neck clock you'll uh get the link to chime in and answer whatever question we got going for the day so hey Tune in, man. Hey, I'm your host, Mike Man at BMG. Y'all stay safe, stay breezy, man. We out.